Welcome to Job Sharing and Beyond, the future of work podcast that goes beyond the traditional nine to five. I am Karen Tischler, speaker, consultant, and host of the show, where we hear from global experts every other week to discover innovative solutions and tips on how to remain a relevant employer in the future. Hello, everyone. I hope you had a chance to read the latest Emily's Path Consulting newsletter that just came out over the Halloween weekend. EPC's newsletters contain interesting research findings, updates on previous job sharing and beyond guests, sneak previews of future guests, and a Q&A interview. This time I had the great chance to interview Eva O'Brien, who hosts the podcast Happy at Work. If you would like to sign up for the newsletter to not miss out on future editions, please head over to our Emily's Path Consulting website, which is E-M-I-L-Y-S-P-A-T-H dot C-A and subscribe under the Media Then Newsletter tab. You can also find all the previously published Job Sharing and Beyond podcast episodes on the website, including the show notes. And you can find a link to your favorite listening platform there to subscribe to the podcast. And now, without further ado, as announced as a sneak preview in the latest EPC newsletter, I am very happy to introduce my guest, Sophie Smallwood, to you today. Sophie is the co-founder of RollShare.com, the smart matching site for shared roles. As Sophie shares on her LinkedIn profile, she believes in equal opportunity for flexibility where all people are encouraged to do what they love, aligned to their strengths with fulfilling flexible careers in a diverse workforce. And regardless of the reason, they are free to have balanced lives and personal time with career growth. Prior to Rollshare, Sophie worked for Facebook and eBay. She has over 16 years of direct experience in advertising, e-commerce, pass, and workplace SaaS across the US, Europe, and the Middle East. Sophie received a BA with honors in communication with an advertising emphasis from the San Diego State University. It's so great to have you on the show, Sophie. It's so good to be here, Karine. Thank you so much for coming. And now a lot of people are listening to us from all over the world. So could you give our listeners a little bit of an uh, background. Where are you calling in from? Are there any particular sites or a food that you would recommend? <laughs> so I'm calling from London at the moment. We live in Southwest London. So as many people we're working remotely. So home is also the office. And um, as far as sites, um, right now it's nighttime. So my main sites right now are my beautiful blinds in the living room. But during daytime, there's a gorgeous river that we live near and there are wonderful uh, restaurants, b- boutiques. And um, yeah, it's, it's absolutely very charming. It's a charming uh, side of town, the southwest of London. 
That sounds really nice. Now, um, I'm very curious to learn more about your company, Rollshare. Could you walk me and the listeners through how you got started? Sure. So the concept of role sharing, job sharing, I came across when I was in my mid-20s. At the time, I was working in a large advertising agency, and I was volunteering once a week for a community service organization. I met a woman who was very senior in the advertising business, and she had young twins, and she was also volunteering. Mind you, at that time, I didn't have any children, so my career really was everything that I spent my time doing other than socializing. And so, and the volunteering, let's not forget that. But I asked her, I, at point blank, how are you balancing it all? I mean, it must be difficult. And I will never forget her answer. She said, I'm very lucky I share my job. And I asked her, what is that? I never come across it. And so she explained to me how it worked. And I very quickly realized that she was indeed very lucky because all the stars had to align in order for her to secure this working arrangement at the time. We didn't have the same level of technology we have today as far as enterprise communication tools. There wasn't the type of technology we have now to help match people, to help individuals find these types of roles. And so, yes, she was indeed very lucky to have this arrangement. And then fast forward a number of years later, I, I moved from Los Angeles to London. I worked with eBay and then I moved and worked with Facebook. And I was married at that point and um, became pregnant with our first child. And I started to think a lot about my career at that point. And I really wanted to be this, in essence, an A player, both in work and as a parent. And I thought, how can I juggle the both? I don't want to take my foot off the gas in my career. I've invested a lot. It's a large part of my self-confidence and my self-identity. And so I mentioned this idea of job sharing to my husband. And I thought, I wish there was a place where I could just find people that I would mesh with and get along, get along with. And that together we could apply for roles that are shareable because, or together try and pitch it to my employer. And so it was an idea that really interested him. And um, together we, we started it. And that, that was the initial sort of flame that ignited it. That sounds like such an amazing story. I also saw when I was doing the research for our interview that you were pitching at the Web Summit in Lisbon last year. So... I could you tell me a little bit more about this and maybe also what kind of questions you were getting about presenting role share at the summit? Yeah. So we wanted to go to the Web Summit Startup Showcase. We thought it would be a good exercise for us to get an idea of, as you said, to hear the types of questions that we come across to also see what, what other startups are doing, what industries they're coming from. So it was a really great opportunity. And we were lucky we were we applied for and we were accepted into the Startup Showcase, showcase which allowed us to present our startup. We had one minute up on stage and it was very nerve wracking. I was at wow. the time, I think, nine months pregnant. And, I remember um, seeing you. <laughs> yeah. And um, I was short of breath, you know, you just kind of walking around, um, wobbling. Um, but the people there were lovely. I was able to skip all of the lines being as pregnant as I was, which was nice. But um, yeah, it was just an opportunity for us to escape 
and uh, the understand the landscape of other um, startups, and then as you say, hear what types of questions we'd come across. So, I think with job sharing, we received a lot of ahas. So, what type of a working arrangement is this? So, this has existed for some time. I've not heard of it. So, there's definitely sort of a sense of um, novelty with this working model, as if it's a new working model. But actually, it's been around for quite some time in different industries. And um, so, that was one that kept coming up. And then this idea of, okay, well, how does it work? How do you match people? And um, can they actually apply for roles together? So more of the technicalities, how does it work in principle with these individuals once they are in a role share together in a company? How does that work? How do you prevent people from getting confused? You know, who do they go to for what? And so th those types of questions came up and it was really nice because it's really nice to hear the concerns that people have because then you can find solutions and you can make sure that your product is suited to answer those types of needs and or if not the product, that you have content that can address those types of questions. So I'd say it was really about the, the what, what is it? And then really, okay, oh, I, why would you want to do that? Okay, yeah, parents, it makes sense. I see, okay, so career portfolios, that makes sense as well. You know, sort of these why moments that people started to understand as we were talking them through the concept. And then it was a lot about the how, the operational bit. As you were saying, you know, that a lot of the people might have asked from a sort of career perspective, maybe work-life balance. Have you so far come across also other people coming to you for different needs, why they are interested in job sharing? Yes. So a mix of people we've spoken with who are sharing a role and individuals that have reached out to us. So The, the, the use case that I think typically pops to mind when it comes to any type of flexible working is a working mom. Mm -hmm. I'd say like with the exemption of remote working, that's probably more gender neutral. But in the past, flexible working usually equated with working moms. And that's just not the case, right? So there's a number of other individuals um, that we've come across and or who have reached out to us. And some use cases are very much tied to career portfolios. So individuals who've had a very ambitious career, who don't want to give that up, don't want to give up the stability, don't want to give up the, um, the career titles, but at the same time really want to allocate time to other projects. So I've heard writing a book as a very common use case because hmm. it's a strenuous um, project and it requires a lot of focus. You know, when you're trying to write, you really need to be able to get into the flow of things. So writing a book has been a common use case. We've heard individuals say that they, want a, they have a side hustle. They want to start a side business. Um, so that's been a common use case as well. Then there's a whole use case around career portfolios. A number of individuals just want to work in different environments because they actually believe that it keeps them sharper. They believe that if they're exposed to something else in another setting, that it actually gives them an opportunity to be better in the job that they're sharing. So a number of individuals said that they are board members on different businesses and this allows them to, to do that. And then there's the well-being aspect. So individuals who suffer from mental health issues, depression, um, we've had a few people who've reached out to us about that, a number of individuals who have um, chronic ailments that requires them to sort of take it a bit easier. But again, they've invested a lot in their career. So there are actually a lot of really interesting use cases that span way beyond the parenting use case, though the parenting use case is an absolutely valid one. And I think we've seen how true that is during this 
pandemic. In my research, I saw that you interviewed also two male managers who were job sharing. Could you tell us a little bit about that? There have been a number of um, men sharing roles in different capacities, whether it's two men together or a man and a woman. But we did interview um, the directors of sustainability at Aviva, and they've been sharing a role for a number of years. And both of them, their use case was because they wanted to be present parents and supportive partners to their wives. They've been doing it for some while. They are also huge advocates of the topic and are trying to spread the awareness. Another episode of your podcast where there is an example in industry of um, role sharing is at Microsoft. And could you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So Microsoft actually um, ended up They were our very first episode. We also have a podcast where we just focus on uh, role share stories, but we also look at some other topics that are relevant to um, people in what I also like to call my career team. But um, we interviewed Microsoft as the first episode of Talk Role Share. And these are two women who um, have been sharing a role as a industry um, executive for Microsoft. And their role is um, partner-facing. They navigate across their internal matrix and also have external counterparts and stakeholders that they work with closely. It's a very strategic level role. And it's an interesting story because um, one of them was on maternity leave and came back from mat leave. And at that point in her career at Microsoft, wanted to work more flexibly. And so She has to work part-time and their, her role just wasn't a part-time type of role. So she and her manager kind of thought about it and they, they actually explored this idea of a job share. And so they advertised the half of her job and they had a huge amount of interest, both internally and externally, both men and, and women candidates who applied. And they, and then they found each other. So it's Ellen and Helena, and they've been doing this job share for a number of years now. I think it's about four, four plus years that they've been doing it. And um, during their job share, Ellen um, had another child and Elena stepped up to cover a bit more of the days, um, but still maintain some flexibility in her schedule. And now they're back together and carrying on in this uh, partnership that they've established. That sounds really interesting how it evolves over time. Now, do you know, is this the only job share at Microsoft or have there since then been more job sharing positions offered? So gosh, Microsoft is such a large organization. I wish I knew all of the job share stories there. I kn there are others. Um, so the organization that Ellen and Helena are a part of, the manager who initially enabled their job sharing and in essence went, you know, was open to it, kind of said, let's, let's go, let's test it out, let's see. He valued the talent and really wanted to find a way to, to keep her. And so um, he's seen it as such a great success. And since then, he has enabled another job share on his team in particular. So this is the customer success organization in the UK specifically. And that's been also a great experience. It's a man and a woman sharing a role. Um, these are all client-facing roles. And then he and I spoke this year before COVID and he said, and I'm paraphrasing, but 
he said something in nature that at this point he's had such good experience that future roles that he opens under his um, leadership, he would open up to applicants who want to share roles and that he, you know, he wants to have that as an option to attract interesting talent because the role that he most recently enabled on his team, the man and the woman sharing, they're so incredibly happy with the pair. And he said that, you know, the talent who came in, so the woman came in from the outside, the man, I believe already worked there. The woman came in from the outside and there's just no way they would have had her join the organization if this role and this type of flexibility would have been available. So in essence, it's just made him realize that opening up these roles brings in incredible talent. That is such a great story. And also hearing it from a perspective of a manager of a dropshare team. Yeah. Um, have you had an opportunity to talk to people who might be either peers to job sharers or even people reporting mm -hmm. to a job sharing team? Yes, I've spoken to a number of individuals who have been the peers of job sharers and they recollect it as being a really great arrangement. I think ultimately it just comes down to the job sharer and their dynamic and their communication style and how open and transparent they are about how they work and um, how the how the job is is divided so peers who have had a positive experience are the only ones i so far come across now on the reporting into a job share i have interviewed a number of senior job sharers from mastercard to unilever to aviva right these are individuals who have role who have jobs where they have a reporting line underneath them and but i haven't interviewed their um their direct reports per se i did interview a gentleman once who it was interesting because i had heard that this organization offered job sharing mm -hmm. i won't say who it is but um he agreed to speak with me because he was the head of um diversity and, mm -hmm. and such at the organization and we spoke privately and he had had a horrible experience with a job share manager team and i really wanted to understand why and basically it was very clear to me from the get-go that it was just not a, a good match the two people didn't have the right motivations for sharing the role one person really wanted to have this exciting role because she was um Need, in need of flexibility for personal reasons. The other person had come in to a role that was a step into the organization, a senior role into the organization. And so there was a lack of alignment on why you're doing this. If you're doing a job share just as a stepping tool, you know, as a stepping stone to get into the organization, that's not necessarily the right, you know, motivation because you do have to put your ego aside in exchange for the flexibility, in exchange for sustaining an exciting career. And so, unfortunately, this gentleman had experienced an unhealthy manager team. And so, but it was also a really good learning experience for me to hear that. And it helped us shape some of our content and some of how, you know, we talk about, um, you know, shared roles and the type of advice we give when we tell people what they should be looking for in a job share partner. That is a really interesting story because I 
often wonder what happens if you know somebody at an organization, whether that is a senior leader or um, you know an area leader, says, "I would like to try out." a role of um, job sharers, but doesn't actually know how to go about. So if say somebody comes to you, to your organization and say, okay, I want to try that out. What would be sort of the first thing or what would you tell that person? If it's the organization that's saying we would like to trial this working model across the organization, I would say, okay, well, there's different motivations. So if it's a role that is just such a, it's very large role, and perhaps requires two full-time individuals. In that sense, then, the motivation for the people sharing the role won't be flexibility. So what you want in a role like that is you want um, people to have very succinct and distinct responsibilities within the role. Okay? Now, because you don't want competition, you don't mm -hmm. want confusion. They both need to, in essence, be leveraging their strengths and delivering on that. In the case where they want to offer job share opportunities for individuals who perhaps seek the flexibility, in that case, then the, it's important that the motivation is there in both candidates and that they are doing this role because they seek the flexibility. And then they can decide together how they will split the job. It could be a mirror. It could be a, a pure split. It could be strengths-based. It could be one that's client facing the other is more back of the house i've seen so many different ways that this has been split but it usually comes down to the individuals and how they want to do it when it comes to flexibility the values um, and why you're sharing a role don't have mm -hmm. to be the same it's just more that you have to be committed to this idea that you're sharing a role you're both going to be in essence working part-time so in exchange for that you have to forego some control because on the days where you're not going to be in the office your partner is going to take over and they'll check in with you, and many of them do. They text message each other on important decisions oftentimes, and you know, they'll sense check each other. But the person who's in the office, who's, I won't even say the office, because who knows when we'll right. all be back at the office, but um, the person who's working on the day you know, has an ownership. And so you give up control. You put aside your ego, and oftentimes that's just not natural for, mm -hmm. for people. But you, so I think that that consciously needs to be present. And usually the people who are in a job share consciously forego that and understand that this is part of the experience of sharing a role. Because you're, you're giving up some, some of your ego, some of the control, but gaining, you know, whatever's on the other side of the time that you are getting back into your life. So if you had to describe role sharing, job sharing in three words, what would you say? Eat your cake. <laughs> no, because it's this concept of, you know, you can eat your cake and wait, have your cake, have your cake and okay. eat it too. Sorry. I, I can't do three words. <laughs> That's fine. But you know, it's this idea that oftentimes with a job share, or I would say maybe win, 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 but um, yeah, I was never meant to be a copywriter. So um, the, it is, you know, it's this idea of like, it really is a win-win-win for all sides of the equation. On one side, you know, the, the people in a job share are entering a partnership where you've got someone, whether you're doing it full-time for a huge role, like a CEO type role, you're entering in a partnership where you've got someone who, who, who should, and oftentimes has, the majority of the cases I've interviewed, I'd say 99.9% .9 of the cases I've interviewed, they have each other's back. You've got a buddy in a role. 
sometimes these roles that are strategic, um, whether they're individual contributor roles or managers, executives and such, the higher up you go in the company, the more lonely it is. So if you can actually share a role with someone then, and you can confide in that person, you know, these individuals are measured together. They have the same objectives. They, they are truly like um, your most trusted advisor mm -hmm. and coach. And so it really is a win. And, and on, on the other side of it, if you're doing this for flexibility, then not only are you having a, a role that's exciting and fulfilling, oftentimes very senior, but then you get that time back. And there's just no way that if you were doing or any other type of part-time role, unless it was in this kind of arrangement, that you'd have you know, such, a, such a senior role and that you can actually disconnect, right? And oftentimes when I hear and interview people who have previously done part-time and then moved into job share, they all say, either I couldn't find a role that was senior enough, I couldn't find a role that gave me the career title that I knew I, I needed to have after all the years and experience I have, or they say, I had a part-time job, I was getting paid part-time, but actually I was working four or mm -hmm. five days a week. So it's sort of this idea of part-time pay, full-time hours, and it's just too much. And so I say, you know, have your cake and eat it too, because people who share a role really can. You know, you've got this great job, and yet you've got this flexibility. And you've got flexibility with stability in your life, you know? It's, it's not like working freelance. Freelance is wonderful in many ways, but when your project is over, you need to line up right. your, your next jobs regularly. And so that's not the case in a job share. Now, on the company side of things, companies win too. So there are loads of reasons why companies would want to seriously consider a job share, if you think about it. So it, it can really help improve. It's a great solution. It can actually help improve a, a number of things. So if you think about it can lessen productivity loss, right? People in a job share typically bring mm -hmm. in more skills to a role. Um, they can take on more projects and they oftentimes work a total of six days a week. So yes, you are paying them the equivalent to six days, but you are getting those six days a week, right? You're getting that work and sometimes even more, right? So they, they, they work hard. People who share roles are not taking the easy road. The sheer the, the sheer aspect of mm -hmm. the transition of work, needing to deliver um, to make sure that your work is succinct and clear for the person that will be coming in to pick up for you, means that people perform at a higher level. You also can decrease absences. So if one person's away on holiday, the other person is still there. There's still productivity and continuity. Um, I think also this idea of skill, it, it helps solve the skills shortage. And, you know, it, it's another way of training people. So you've got two people with different skills that are working really closely with each other. They're going to pick up on each other. They're going to help coach each other. So there's a national transition of skills. And then I think one that I personally really love is this idea of, um, you know, discovering talent by, by opening up full-time roles to talent that um, are looking for part-time. You're you're in essence attracting talent that typically would never apply mm -hmm. for full-time roles. So whenever you have a full-time role, you're missing out on a huge part of the market because people who are looking for part-time won't even apply. So by opening up for 
parked for a job share, then you're in essence bringing in a huge new pool of talent. And then, I mean, there's loads of other benefits. One is like reducing inequality, right? So by, by bringing in diverse talent, then you're bringing in so many different circumstances and interests, right? Um, there's loads of, um, I think, research out there around innovation and di how diversity is proven to drive innovation. And so by having two people in a role, they're feeding off of each other. They don't solve things the same way. They think differently from each other. And that diversity of thought just within a role that typically would just be very much like a, a solo-minded endeavor just naturally makes these individuals in their role more and it's innovative. And then you have this idea of, you know, inefficiencies. I mentioned earlier that um, there's this um, transfer of skills and also this level of performance. Well, when you are in a job share, you have to make sure that you're performing at a higher level than you were performing by yourself previously, because in the sheer transition of the work, there's gonna be a reduction in inefficiencies. The person who's picking up your work on whichever day of the week that he or she's gonna come in, they are gonna see whether or not you actually mm -hmm. performed. And so it's almost like a weekly performance management. And we all know that you know, well-being, um, you know, flexibility drives well-being and that well-being you know, reduces turnover. So that's another benefit. And one interesting, I think, use case that's come up through recent events is this idea of lowering unemployment. So in times where you have market downturns, I think opening roles to, to role share can actually mean that there's more roles to go around and therefore less unemployment. Imagine someone who's lost their job. If they see an interesting role um, you know, that's you know, only job share worthy, they'll just be extremely grateful right, to be able to get that kind of work right now, potentially. So companies who want to help the market, who are in a position where they can hire, then why not open up your full-time roles um, to help reduce unemployment? And then I think, yeah, I think those are some of the key benefits, but I'm sure that there's others that I haven't yet discovered. Well, thank you so much, Sophie. I could listen to all, you know, your research and all the experiences you have related to role sharing and job sharing, but we are coming to an end. So I just wanted to make sure, is there anything that you would like to have our listeners um, know about that we haven't discussed today? I think it's just addressing this idea of impracticality. So someone reached out to me a few days ago on LinkedIn and they were very interested in rollshare.com and they said they created an account and they connected with a number of people and they really liked it. And their, their concern was, well, I don't quite understand how it'll work in practice. And I will say that it's no different than being part of a team, except that it's a micro team and it's probably the most amazing, fulfilling team that you will be a part of. Think about your best relationships that you've had in the past at work, the ones that supported you, the ones that kind of made coming into work fun because they had your back. Well, this is exactly what it is, basically. If somebody, whether it's an employer or 
a um, potential role share wants to contact you, how do they best reach out to you? So they can go on our website. I'd say that's probably the best way. Check out the website if they want to join our community, um, log in, create an account. And then if they want to contact us directly, we have an email address um, that goes to all the members of our team. So um, all of our team members are working um, in a role share capacity. So team at rollshare.com is the email. I'm also on you know, Facebook and LinkedIn. So any of those, you, there's a number in Instagram. So we can be reached through an, a, a variety of media. So have your pick. <laughs> That's great. I will put all of that information also into the show notes to make sure that people can see it there as well. Well, thank you so much, Sophie, for coming onto the show today. It was truly a pleasure. And it was so interesting to hear all your perspectives. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Karin. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We hope you gained valuable insights and new ideas. To keep listening to future episodes, please head over to iTunes or your favorite player and subscribe and give it a rating. We would very much appreciate a review and for you to share it on social media so more people can start innovating in how they offer employment. Until the next time, goodbye.